Hello, Smorgasbordas, and welcome once again to the Smorgasbordas podcast. So today's topic, what do you do when life throws a bit of a curveball at you? Do you simply smile and get on with it? Well, that's exactly what you do if you're Ash Keeler, aka the friendly pirate. So who exactly is he? Well, Ash is possibly more widely known for being a contestant on My Kitchen Rules last year. He was the surfer with the eye patch. Long story short, he was an aspiring pro surfer who had his life drastically altered when he stepped in to break up a fight. He ended up being glassed in the eye, lost over 90% of his vision, and eventually opted to have his eye removed. He now wears an eye patch, and it's certainly not some over-the-top hipster fashion statement. In this episode, our own Alex Benno gains an insight into Ash's mental fortitude and finds out what he's up to nowadays. Stop bad mathing, we're All right, we're on. So, Ash, just introduce yourself, mate. All right, my name's Ash Keeler. I'm 34, I live in Byron Bay. I have definitely been better known as a friendly pirate of, of recent times. And yeah, I'm a mad keen surfer. Yeah, definitely, man. So um, tell us, the eye patch, how did it all, how did it all happen? The eye patch came from actually, so I, I got hit with a glass in between two people fighting about nine years ago. I had nothing to do with a fight. It was just wrong place, wrong time. I um, had to wear an eye patch in between getting surgeries yeah. and when I finally got my eye out, I was so used to having the eye patch when they offered to give me a fake eye, I yeah. was, was kind of iffy on it, I wasn't keen and I, I got one anyway, had a surf, tried to pull into a little tube, got lipped in the head, yeah. lost my fake eye and oh, just went, no. I'm going back to the patch, yeah. it was just much easier yeah, and more comfortable to me. And then. Uh, I guess some friends think I'm pretty friendly. I think one um, old friend of mine, he's just like, you're the friendly pirate for sure now. And then that's how that sort of kicked off. And the name sort of just stuck. <laughs> yeah. Out. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, talk us a bit through your growing up, you know, your childhood. Growing up, so I was born down in the northern beaches of Sydney at Monavale Hospital. I did a lot of surfing there. Dad is a mad keen surfer. Um, moved up to the Gold Coast when I was fairly young. So, like... I uh, moved to Coolangatta and that's when I got really into surfing and um, I guess that, that just blossomed from there with the, the competitive nature of yeah. Coolangatta with every, every other world champ in, in that one little yeah, hub. Definitely. It's pretty crazy and, uh, and everyone else who's on, on the QS and all that sort of stuff and board riders and it was just like this amazing competitive environment I loved. Yeah, no, nice man. Alright, so going back to the, um, when you're in hospital, you know, recovering with your eye and stuff, what were you thinking, you know, what were your main concerns? Um, like, recovering in hospital was my 100% main concern was, was I going to be able to surf again? Because just before the injury, it was where I was looking at wanting to compete properly. I was kind of dabbling here and there and doing a couple of events, not much success, but uh, I'd never really committed to it. And that was about the time that I was thinking I was going to do that. So um, that was a, a big stress for me. So when I got back in the water and um, a few friends took me for a surf and I did this tiny little backhand turn, I was like, oh, I'm sweet, I yeah. can surf, I'm, I'm good to go. And then I think I just frothed out from there. Yeah. Did it change the way, you know, that you, you surfed, I guess? Did um, you notice a big difference? Look, it, it took some time, especially the first year or two, yeah. to um, get my timing, and my timing's still not perfect now, 
but it's it's better than it was then. Yeah, okay. Um, with depth perception and all that sort of stuff. And what I did notice first up was that it was hard for me to find where the wave was actually going to break. If I saw a set coming, I could paddle too far out or too close in. Yeah. And it was really like confusing to me. I was like, I'm, I'm not in the right spot at all. Yeah, I had no. a couple of surfs out straddy and got caught on the head <laughs> by some sets. And I was like, what? what? I, could, I thought I was in the spot. Yeah. But yeah, um, eventually that sort of all drops away after like, doing a lot of like, training and like playing tennis and all that sort of stuff just to train my just good eye out. It, yeah. yeah, getting used to it. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so yeah, what happened next? After you, you know, you recovered, got your eye taken out. Um, after I recovered, got my eye taken out, I sort of just started plugging along. Yeah, I you wanted to get straight into the, you know, surfing QS. Yeah, so thing. I didn't get straight into the surfing or, or QS straight straight away. Uh, I I more just worked on getting myself mentally strong. I think. Yeah. I think. How did you do that? For me, that was being in contact with the right people, listening to a lot of podcasts dropping a lot of like the negative sort of people around me because like i think in some ways me recovering positively so fast would get some some friends nose out of joint because i I don't think some everyone could do that i think people like how can i be so happy if they're not happy in their regular life and they've got nothing wrong so i could tell i started getting this like tension between some me and some old friends and i think that was part of the reason because I was almost too positive. Yeah, wow. Did some people's heads in. Yeah, okay. And at that time, did you have a girlfriend already? Or... Uh, no, 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 no. So, so did you have any concerns about, you know, like how am I going to, going about dating or anything um, like that? Or that not really come in? It was funny. I, just, I didn't care. Yeah, I, I didn't care. care. I, was, I was like, that was the least of my worries. And um, I mean, I don't know if you've, if you've seen my fiance now, she's like one of the hottest girls in the world. So like, I'm, <laughs> I've done very well. So one eye, one eye or, or two, I think I, I've done better than I ever could. So. Nah, it's a testament to, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, man. That's great. Um, yeah. What is the biggest difference that you notice, you know, between before and after? What would you say? Um, biggest difference? Like physically and mentally. What do you have? Physically, I just I need to turn my head a bit more to see like. <laughs> um, mentally, I think it's shown me that getting through that, I can get through absolutely anything. And I, I like I still like everyone else get frustrated in silly situations like driving and like hectic traffic, and I'm like, why am I caring about this? I, I lost my eye, and I'm I'm all good. Like, and it wasn't just that. I also went through just before I lost my eye, my my mother committed suicide. So I've had oh, wow. I had this full run of insane stuff happening around me and um and when i got through all that positively and like and and met my fiance as well like i could just easily get through anything sort of felt unbeatable yeah yeah i feel unbeatable and that's why um at 34 i'm about to start doing the wqs because i think that my mindset's strong enough to to take me a long way in it so i'm really looking forward to it attitudes all over it hey yeah you really think you can do something I think, you know, you can do it. If you really just put in the effort, the mind, yeah. and, yeah, apply yourself to it. And just listen to yourself, because I, I know, like, for, for me, I could even tell, you know, being 34, I've got people around me who are like, oh, it's a bit old to be, like, kicking off a QS campaign, isn't it? But, but at the same time, as they don't know what's in my head and what anyone can really achieve. You see all, the, especially in athletes these days, athletes much older than me, absolutely yeah. killing it. So... It, 
I can draw motivation from yeah. those guys and block out the people who aren't motivating. Slater, I guess. Slater, <laughs> Tiger Woods just won a Masters. Like, there's, there's so many athletes that are insane mm. and I in definitely. their 40s. Definitely, because they've got the drive and the passion. That's what I yeah. think, it, you know, is key to it all. Yeah, if you can keep your mind and body healthy, there's nothing you can't yeah. do. Yeah, definitely. So do you think you became a more positive person after, I, know, after the ordeal? Or were you much the same before? No, I definitely became more of a positive person yeah. after all that. I, I was positive beforehand, but I, I sought out more positive influence from there, which in turn influenced me to be yeah. more positive. So, yeah, I, I think, look, I wouldn't change it for the world. I uh, honestly wouldn't. I'm, I'm happy having one eye. <laughs> My chick's into it. <laughs> and um, I surf better now than I did with two eyes. Yep. So, yeah, there's, there's nothing. it hasn't helped me back at all. If anything, it, it's helped me. Um, Obviously, it helped me get on like a TV show. I think that was like a selling point. And like yeah, tell us about that. that. My my kitchen rules. What, uh, um, how did that come about? That was funny. That Obviously was. Obviously, you've got a passion for cooking. Yeah, me and my partner love to cook, but not to the level that you know probably to be in a competitive cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> but, how did it happen then? Um, I just again, it's probably me being uh, slightly not not cocky but confident. Uh, we got speaking to some producers in My Kitchen Rules and they sounded interested so we applied, still probably not thinking we'd get in and we got the call saying we're in and uh, I was like, my partner was like, I don't think we should do it, like we don't know enough and I was like, I think we should definitely do it because we don't know enough Yeah. and um, ended up just being fun, adventure. Oh. I actually, I think I was probably the first person ever to travel around the My Kitchen Rules crew with, uh, with a board, with a board bag. Oh really? So, so you were just surfing when you went to everyone's? So I was trying to, the producers <laughs> were like, you're not going to get any chances to surf. And I was like, I don't care, I'm, I'm dragging it around everywhere. I was dragging it through airport after airport every couple of days and I probably got to surf once. I got to yeah. surf like a one foot onshore Bondi day, but it was still worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, what happened on the, um, the series? I, di I didn't see it. Um, well, we kind of uh, just like sort of sat in the middle of the pack, did, did, did pretty well considering our lack of cooking knowledge to, to like compared to the other people. Yeah. There were some people who were, who were like fully into, it. fully into it. I think they were um, even talking to chefs in between each show and stuff like that, just like onto it. But me and my partners took it more fun. Yeah. We just you wanted to. You didn't really want to win or anything. No, like that. I mean, two hundred fifty grand yeah. if for first. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we still bad. wanted to be in the mix, and we and we definitely wanted to try to win. But we we weren't going in thinking that we were like the best cooks and think we could win. We thought we could just go have fun and yeah. and a bit of a life experience. There's not many people that get to go on a reality TV show, so it's uh, it was exciting and very intense. What's the process for getting into one of those shows? Like, what do you do? Just uh, it's usually like an online application and then it went into a, um, they came and filmed at our house, filmed us cooking something and then I guess it went from there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what do you do with your cooking now? Do you, do you, are you a chef or? Uh, <laughs> I've been called a pirate chef a lot recently, but I don't want to offend any chefs because I'm definitely not a chef. Yeah. Um, we, we cook a lot. Uh, we cook a lot. And it's awesome for me, especially while I'm trying to train up for the WQS is we can cook a lot of healthy meals that also taste good. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I found that really hard because you can just get stuck in a bland, healthy meal pattern. Oh, definitely. Like, One of the things we spoke about um, when I was doing an interview before about this mental health is like, you know, diet is so key to yeah. how you feel and everything. Hey, it's so important to eat well. Oh, big time. I know if I have even, at the moment especially, because I'm like doing a lot more exercise than usual, 
if I have a bit of a blow, if I go and have like a pizza pasta night, and I, I love pizza and pasta, mm. but the next couple of days are sort of like, I'm, I'm flat, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm slow. No, definitely. This was risky doing an interview in front of the waves. I'm still, I'm like scan, yeah, I'm scanning the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's looking like it's picking up a bit. Yeah, I think we're going to be I think we're honest. out there after this. Hey, well, um, so just, you know, can you give any advice to someone who's, you know, facing a tough time at the moment? It might not be as severe as what you went through, but, you know, just having mental problems. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, the biggest one is seek out positive role models and with the age of the internet it's it's not that hard to find there's podcast after podcast of, of amazing inspiring people there's so many uh, not necessarily athletic stuff but there's um just so many like ted talks and youtube clips and and just things people have more than likely people have been through what you've already been through so you can learn from them yeah, always someone that but, knows how to deal with yeah, it, or has dealt it, with it. It's very rare that your situation is a one-off. Yeah. You know, I think even even for me, um, mine was probably a one-off in certain ways. But then there's other people who have had similar experiences to me who have who have lived through um, worse things and and got through with a positive attitude and, and made successes of themselves. So I think no matter how rock bottom you think you are, you can always turn it around as long as you're breathing. Great advice, man. And uh, your future plans? My future plans is I'm getting married in September. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, so that's that's exciting for me. And then um, on top of that, doing the WQS starting in October. I've got a lakey trip coming up with um, a good Indo mate of mine, Oni Onwa. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, um, we're going to froth out and do some heats and surf and, and have a hell time in lakeys for a couple of weeks. And that's about it at the moment. That surf, so surf, surf. Good. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> Um, all right. I'm pretty happy with everything. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, or are you good? Do you want to get out there? <laughs> I don't know if we need to rush out there right now. Yeah. I want to surf, but... No, definitely, man. I'm still waiting for that tide, I think, to pull out a little. Well, that's all for this week's instalment of the Smorgasbord podcast. I hope you enjoyed Alex's chat with Ash Keeler. It goes to show how with the right attitude, you don't need anything more than strength of mind to succeed.